السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Respected brothers and our brothers and sisters who are viewing from home Last week we talked about the week before last we talked about the honor of the believer and how important it is to recognize the status of a believer in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this followed on from our conversation and our discussion about um, our brothers and sisters who are suffering uh, all over the, the world but more specifically um, those in Palestine having concern for them making dua for them and supporting them financially as much as it is possible. So from there we spoke about the honor of the believer. And the reason we don't honor the believer or we do not honor each other as expected is that we actually do not value our Iman as much as we should do. Because if we valued Iman and if we valued the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then our state would become like that of Sahaba. Maybe on, not on the same level, on a lower level but it would be like that of Sahaba radiallahu anhu majma'in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ كُنْتُمْ أَعْدَاءً Sahaba were enemies to one another. Even in the same, in the same, in, in, in Quraysh, for example, in the same city, there were many tribes all competing with one another. Aus and Khazraj in Medina, we know that, that they had wars and feuds going for decades prior to the coming of Rasulullah. So they were enemies. Of one another. إذ كنتم أعداءً فألف بين قلوبكم. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did what? He mended the hearts and he brought the hearts closer. فأصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا. And due to his blessing, you became believe, you became brothers. So this is not something that magically just happened. That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala placed some uh, sort of special bond and love between Sahaba radiallahu anhu majma'een, it was actually the effect of Iman. When Iman entered into their hearts and they valued Iman and they saw this Iman in each other, their relationship with one another changed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Muhammadun Rasulullah, Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. وَالَّذِينَ مَعَهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ Those who are with him, meaning the companions, they are Difficult on the disbelieving enemy. Not all disbelievers, but the enemy. Ashidda'u ala al-kuffar. Ruhama'u baynahum. And they are merciful towards one another. Our state is that we are ashidda'u on each other. And we are ruhama'u with everybody else. And the reason for this, the main reason, and I say it again and again, is that we have not learned to honor what Allah has honored. So this is one, we spoke about the honor two weeks ago of the believer and then we spoke about a right 
which is a right of supporting your Muslim believer to the extent that Rasulullah said this is a known hadith that be in support of your Muslim brother or sister whether they are an oppressor or they are oppressed so Sahaba said Ya Rasulullah we understand the one who is oppressed to support him and to stand by his side and to help him we can understand that how can we help the oppressor how can we help the one who is doing injustice when he is my Muslim brother or sister? Rasulullah instructed that you stop him and you prevent him or her from doing the injustice. So this is not a matter of just liking somebody. But rather it is a duty that you want for your Muslim brother and sister what you want for yourself. You want for them paradise. Now when you see them doing injustice, you know that they are leading or they are heading towards the displeasure of Allah and towards punishment in this world and in the next because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive injustice actually one of the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala punishes in this world before the next is injustice so when I see my Muslim brother and sister my honor for them and my concern for them should be so much that even when they are transgressing the bounds of Allah and even when they are being unjust I should do what? I should have this this mercy that I do not want for this person to enter hellfire. And for that reason, I am going to prevent him from doing what? The injustice. And uh, the, the, the prevention can be through advice initially. And if that is not accepted, then if force have to, has to be applied, then applying force. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in, in Quran, وَإِن طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ اقْتَتَلُوا فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَهُمَا If two groups of believers, two camps of believers fight one another, then try to reconcile. فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَهُمَا This is what? This is through negotiation and conversation and advice. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَإِن بَغَتْ إِحْدَاهُمَا عَلَى الْأُخْرَى And if one side does injustice and transgresses against the other, Meaning you have one side that is prepared to uh, come to peace and to end the conflict. But the other side does not want to. And they are being unjust. Allah has commanded that you take up arms against Muslim brother and sister. You are not allowed. Their life, as we said, their honor, their life and their wealth is made. Haram by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah Azza wa has permitted in the, in the case of injustice that you raise your arms or you fight against the group that is doing injustice in order to prevent them from uh, doing this injustice. So these were the last two weeks we talked about. And generally when we talk about the Muslim rights, the rights of Muslims, we, we know the famous hadith that there are six rights of the Muslim towards another Muslim and we, we think this is the only six rights we don't even may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us apply all of these in our relationships in our interactions with uh, fellow believers but we think in our mind that these are the only six right the first is to is to what what is the first right and duty and responsibility we have towards another Muslim in the, in the hadith where six are mentioned. Allahu Akbar. If we do not know the rights, then, <laughs> then how are we going to... Huh? 
The first one. What is the first one? Rasulullah said, لَن تَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةَ حَتَّى تُؤْمِنُوا You will not enter paradise until you become complete believers. And you will not be complete believers until you love one another. And if you, you will, should I inform you of something? If you do it, you will increase this love. So the first right is the right of salam. The second is? No, the second is, I think we're going to stick with these six. I was looking to go further, but maybe we'll just do these six. Okay, so the first one is salam. So salam is obviously when you come across a believer, Rasulullah said, Sallim ala man arafta wa man lam ta'rif. Give salam to the one you know and the one who you do not know. If there is signs that this person is a Muslim, then give salam. Our situation is we give salam to those we know and we don't give salam to those we don't know. This is number one. You'll be standing in a gathering. One person is there, you are interested in that person, you go, you shake his hand, salam alaikum, the rest is just say, salam alaikum. You don't shake hands. What is the, the command is, giving salam is sunnah, responding to salam is wajib. Responding to salam is wajib. And there is great blessing in, in this salam, because Rasulullah Sallam guaranteed he said, if you start with salam, Allah will create love. But it has to be done with the right intention. And knowing what, what am I saying when I'm saying assalamu alaikum. I am giving you peace. I am saying to you that may the peace of Allah be with you. But more importantly, that consider yourself in a state of peace with me. I will not harm you. This is the meaning of salam. This is why you are not supposed to begin salam with a disbeliever. Because you do not know what state and you know things can change and they are no longer there is this situation or this state of peace between the two of you will not remain so salam is saying what consider yourself in a state of i will not harm you so but because we don't contemplate the meanings and we just do things just a ritual what happens is I make salam with you now and I say assalamu alaikum and then I turn my back and I'm sitting with so and so and I'm making ghibah about you. So what is this? Anyway, the first one is salam and I think we're going to do a, a few sessions uh, on, on these six rights and then move on to the next uh, lot of rights of a Muslim believer. The first one is salam. The second one is when he seeks counsel you advise him. The third is, if he invites you, you accept the invitation. And all of these have details, but in general. The fourth is, if he's sick, you visit him. The fifth, if he dies, you follow his janazah. The sixth, huh? sneezing, mashallah. Yeah. When, he, when he sneezes, you say, what? Yarhamukallah. When he says, alhamdulillah, yarhamukallah. So salam is an important one and let's take this sneezing one because it's relatively, you know, you don't have to delve into much detail. Why is it that we say Yarhamukallah and, ex and have this exchange when a believer sneezes? Because the heart is stopped. The heart stopped and? And, uh, mm. and Rasulullah made it the fact that when we sneeze we say Alhamdulillah, sneezing in itself is a blessing from Allah. So you are supposed to be happy for the blessing of your Muslim brother or sister. When they are blessed by Allah, you're supposed to be happy and let them know of that. So the person says, Alhamdulillah, you say, Yarhamukallah, may Allah have mercy on you. 
And then he responds, يَهْدِيكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيُصْلِحْ بَالَكُمْ May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide you and rectify your affairs. This is what Allah, the sort of interaction that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants amongst believers. When this happens, then we can uh, expect and, 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 and see the fruits of fulfilling these rights, creating a strong bond. And when we have this strong bond amongst ourselves, then we become honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Rasulullah said, وَإِذَا تَسَابَتْ أُمَّتِي سَقَطَتْ مِنْ عَيْنِ مِنْ عَيْنِ اللَّهِ That when my, uh, uh, my community or my nation begins to quarrel with one another and fight with one another and disregard one another and consider, uh, you know, one, one uh, group considers themselves to be better than the other. And basically when they give up fulfilling the rights of each other, they fall from the sight of Allah. It doesn't mean that they become invisible to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It means what? Allah has no regard for them anymore. Honor is taken away. Support from Allah is taken away. And these, these are the uh, problems of, or some of our, the problems that we are living today and experiencing as an ummah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us more understanding and to enable us to uh, implement these teachings in our lives.